Welcome to The Prosper Project, the show that helps entrepreneurs build brands that impact the world and the bottom line. We know that success doesn't come in a one-size-fits-all package. That's why we're bringing you adaptable marketing strategies along with valuable insights from inspiring changemakers, firebrands, and visionaries. I'm Lorraine Sugart, founder of the disruptive brand agency, Prosper for Purpose. Now for this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Prosper Project, Find Your Purpose. So today we're going to be talking about purpose and passion in a way that maybe you've never heard it before. So if you have a pen and paper nearby, why don't you grab them? I think you're going to want to take some notes. So have you ever wondered what the difference is between passion and purpose? Or if even fact, there is a difference. Maybe you've wondered if your personal passion or purpose should also serve as the purpose for your profession. If so, then today's episode is dedicated to you. So today I'm going to cover three critical topics, the difference between passion and purpose, addressing competing purposes, and then your professional purpose. So let's start by my philosophy that passions are ideas or activities that we care deeply about. So passions typically provide clues to our purpose, but they're not themselves the purpose. Think about the things that you love to do as a child. Did you sign up for every sport? Did you and your friends maybe ride your bicycles around and explore your neighborhood every day and kind of check out who was playing with whom or, you know, what the neighbor parents were doing? Perhaps you were passionate about a musical instrument or drawing or reading, or maybe you were the kid who painted and sold rocks had a lemonade stand, something where you were making money and you were always thinking of, what can I do to earn money? Think about those childhood or early adolescent activities that you enjoy doing over and over and over again. And take a minute and write down one, two, or three that you most enjoyed. For some of you, this will be easy. It's just one and it's immediately apparent. And for others, you might think, well, there are a couple things I did on a regular basis, then I would have a hard time choosing. So write them all down. So now I'm going to have you create a second list. And for this second list, think about the passions that you carried with you into adulthood. Now, here's the interesting thing. They may look the same, but often they take on a different dimension. So for example, the kid who rode bikes with friends every day and maybe did those 10 mile, 20 mile treks with a class may now take vacations to focus on biking through different cities or states or countries. The child who loved playing classical music on the piano may now hold season tickets to the orchestra. Sometimes you discover different passions as an adult. Buying a house may lead to a passion for gardening. 
becoming a parent might inspire a passion for child psychology. So make that second list of things you're passionate about now. Now, I want you to compare those two lists and look for as many commonalities as you can find between them. Is there something in the first list that seems to hint at a passion that emerged later in life? In reverse, is there something about a later passion on something from list two that you can tie back to something from your childhood? Maybe that love of gardening was actually seeded when you helped your mom or dad in the family garden. Taking note of these patterns will help you discover the clues that your childhood activities provided about the person you would eventually grow to be. So for me, I was an avid reader as a young girl. And by nine, I was writing poetry and stories. In high school, I knew I wanted to be a writer. And in college, I earned a degree in journalism. It's obvious that my passion for writing grew from my love of reading stories as a child. But also, as someone who helps create social and environmental impact through storytelling, I also remember the excitement of going to a city council meeting with my father when I was eight years old. So ask yourself, what is that storyline for you? There may be a couple threads there. So these exercises can help us understand purpose. Think about what's really important in your life. Maybe it's maintaining close friendships or working out every day or being an exceptional parent. And before you think to yourself, aren't these things important to everybody, know that I'm talking about a commitment that you believe is essential to who you are. Purpose is a reason for being. That is why only so many purposes can be pursued at one time. Competing purposes force us to make hard decisions. Perhaps you've always been the friend who got the old group back together, but now you've just launched a business or you've had a new baby or you're caring for a parent or a spouse. And what you may have believed for years to be one of your reasons for being has to be released, even if only temporarily, to make room for something new. It's a painful but often necessary lesson on purpose. So from childhood, I knew I wanted to write, but I also knew I wanted to be a mom. Sounds strange, but from the time I was old enough to babysit, I could see myself having children. But I also knew that those two purposes would have to someday coexist. Until a certain point in my adulthood, I sought jobs that I could be all in on. I wasn't ready to have children yet, but I could plan for that time by earning and saving money to buy a house with my husband and support our future family. Though I was married soon after graduating from college, I didn't have my first daughter until after I'd been working for more than four years. After I gave birth to her, I tried to find ways to prioritize motherhood without giving up on my career. In the end, I left a job I loved and moved to freelancing and then later to job sharing. This is an example of how two purposes can coexist 
but inevitably one needs to take the lead. Unfortunately, it is rare that two or more purposes will line up perfectly so that you can dedicate equal time and effort to both or all. It happens on occasion, but it is truly the exception rather than the rule. So some childhood passions inspire purposes that become professions. For example, many journalists write about things they loved as a kid. A former athlete becomes a sports writer. An artist becomes a critic. But other people really struggle to find careers that align with their purpose. Some find that they've worked for 2, 10, or even 20 years in a job that suddenly or has always felt kind of meaningless. And if you're someone who's struggling to use your skills in a way that aligns with your purpose, here are a few more exercises for you. Ready? Number one, think about your professional purpose as it pertains to a unique gift that you have. How do you discover that gift? So ask yourself, what things do people ask me for advice about? Or what do people ask me to help them with? Maybe their specific questions tend to be different, but are there common themes? Perhaps people ask you about your fashion style or how to attract clients who become friends. People may be curious about how you structure your time because you are successfully running two different businesses or a business and a family. Maybe it's not related to work at all. Maybe it's how you manage relationships with your family. Maybe it's about how you manage your money. Maybe you've been able to buy a second home or done something like take an exceptional vacation twice a year and people are asking how you figured out how to do that. Whatever that is, think about that and make some notes about it. Consider what people seek your wisdom about and take note. If it can be tied to a passion or a purpose you've identified, then it could be a driving force of your business or a new business that you start. So the second exercise is to think about what really upsets you. So previously on my podcast, I had Sharon Rowe, the founder of EcoBags, and she talked about the fact that seeing plastic bags blowing across lawns really drove her crazy. And she wanted to do something to put a dent in the amount of plastic bags. And so she invented eco bags. So what really upsets you? Many people find their purpose in seeking to change something that they believe to be dangerous, wasteful, or even unjust. All right, the third and last exercise. Take a minute and imagine your future self. Envision what your life looks like 10 years from now. What have you achieved? Are you still working? Or are you retired? If you're working, then what are you doing for work? What does your life look like? Wherever it is that you envision yourself in 10 or 20 years, I want you to tell the story of what led you there. 
begin with when you were younger with varied passions and then move on to what your purpose or purposes were as you grew older, making the tie from childhood passions to your purpose as an adult and what you studied or gravitated to because of that. Then connect the person you became to the person you wish to be. What is the connection between your passions and purposes and dreams about the future? What patterns are emerging for you? So sometimes a purpose or passion is more suitable as a hobby than as a paid profession. There are many people who love to draw, but not everyone has the skills to be a professional artist, a critic, or an art teacher. One person might take out their pencils from time to time to remember their love of drawing, while another might devote hours a week and take classes to continue to improve. For the former person, drawing is most likely a passion. For the second person, a purpose. Then there are those who choose to keep a passion or purpose personal. A friend of mine introduced me to my husband because she thought we'd make a good match. We were one of three couples she matched in one year who married within one year of meeting. Everyone told her she should be a professional matchmaker, but she had no interest. Another friend of mine is a great baker. She's baked since childhood. She breathes baking, but has never entertained the idea of opening a bakery. So think about the passions you want to incorporate into your life and decide whether these are better suited as personal purposes, professional purposes, or hobbies. If it is something to which you are willing to fully commit, but it won't be tied to be making a living, that's a personal purpose. If you are dedicated to building a career around it, that is a professional purpose. If it is something you only wish to do for fun and you aren't willing to make it a top priority, that is most likely a passion and best suited as a hobby. So it is possible to have many passions, a few personal purposes, and a professional purpose. And any of these might change in small or big ways throughout your life. The exploration is all about you. So if you're an entrepreneur, I will leave you with this thought. These exercises are very different from the ones that I use to help you discover and define the purpose of your business. That would be a whole other episode plus several more. And that is because your business has one purpose, one reason for being. It's your North Star, and we know there's only one of those. It's what guides you and your decisions as a business owner. It shapes your company values and inspires your vision. Your mission may change. Your products or services may change. But your business purpose never changes. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Prosper Project. It really means a lot to me that you're tuning in to listen to these episodes each week. If you haven't already hit the subscribe button, please take a minute to do so. And if you really enjoyed this episode or all of our episodes, please do me a solid and leave me a review. I so appreciate it. And I'm going to start reading those reviews on future episodes. So until next time, 
Thanks so much. Have a great week, everyone. And I'll see you next week on The Prosper Project. At Prosper for Purpose, we have a team of strategists and storytellers who are experienced marketers, accredited PR counselors, and published writers with an average of 16 years of experience. To find out what we can do for you, email connect at prosperforpurpose.com and put free consult in the subject line. Someone from our team will respond within 24 hours.